Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Well, she's got a lot of things on her mind to talk about now. She's taking care of her voice, so you know that she's not going to shout now. She's not going to shout. So get your headphones ready to hear what it's all about. No Fun, the Jen Kirkman Podcast, Season 10. This is Episode 11. I'm your host, Jen Kirkman. How are you guys doing? Why am I asking? You can't answer. I mean, you can answer. I can't hear you. But I'm sure everyone go good, and then we all lie to each other because nobody's going to really say how they're doing. You can always actually tell me how you're doing if there's time. You know, if I, if uh, you're a neighbor of mine, we're in the elevator going up to our respective floors, and I say, "How you doing?" You can say, "Uh, not great. I, I, you know, I thought my life would be further along in certain areas by now, and I just got a dog, and it's overwhelming, and I don't want to return it because I don't want to be one of those people. But I'm having a really hard time training him, and." Just basically the joy has been sucked out of my life. You could say that to me in an elevator. And then I'd be like, ding, all right, have a good weekend. (laughs) I'd much rather hear how you're really doing than if you were to tell me, good. Because then partially, one part of me goes, I know you're lying and I'm going to lie and say good. And what was the point of even that interaction? I guess the point of that interaction is we're both humans on this earth. Let's acknowledge each other and just have a nice vibe for three seconds. But why couldn't we just say that? Hi, I'm a human on earth. Just recognizing that you're a human on earth. And then they say hi. And then that's it. I would really much rather that than how are you? Because that's all we're really saying. Because we really aren't asking how people are. You know, we've got our own problems and we've got boundaries. But if I ask you how you are and you you really say, good, I'm going to judge you. I don't think you should be feeling horrible or in anxiety or a state of on we all the time. 
But if you're really just no thoughts in your head and you're saying everything's good, well, that's just not true. Everything's not good. But at the same time, everything on earth is terrible and amazing at the same time. There is death and disease and famine and shootings and war. And there's still flowers blooming and love in the air, whether it's platonic love or romantic love or whatever. You still are allowed within your own mind and body and soul to feel contentment and peace, no matter what's going on. And I would suggest that you do, or else you're going to not be able to function. And how is that going to help anyone? However, if you mean good in the actual, no, 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 I don't mean despite everything because I have a great spiritual base. I mean good. Why? What is something going on? Well, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, war still going on in Ukraine. I feel like people have kind of forgotten about it. But, you know, Putin may be dying. And if he is, I mean, what's really to stop him from just nuking the world? I mean, do you think a guy like that is just going to die in peace? I don't think so. I think when he goes, he wants everyone to go. That's just what I think. So everyone that's excited thinking, ooh, I've heard reports that he might have blood cancer. Ooh, what's that picture of him where his face looks puffy? That means he's on antibiotics or chemotherapy or steroids. What are you getting excited for? You know? His death day could be our death day. He could have a a button in his hospital bed, one button to pump more morphine. Who knows if the other button isn't to launch a nuke? And you think the guy that that takes over for Putin is going to be any different? It's not. There's not a world here where Putin exists and there's nobody else like him and everybody hates him. These, These billionaire oligarchs, they love him. The next president will be just like him, if not worse. So what do, you know, uh, I don't even remember. (laughs) My brain just literally stopped. I know I was making jokes about the truth of saying, are you good, are you not good? But I don't remember the very beginning of this Putin run. All right, well, then that means it's time to stop. That means that my subconscious is saying, we're done with this bit. I got to admit, in the free portion of the show, which is this, the first 20 minutes of the show, always go out to the public. And then if you want to get the full hour, you can join my Patreon, which is $3 a month. And that gets you a brand new episode of No Fun, the Jen Kirkman podcast without ads every other week. So, and you get bonuses that I throw onto the Patreon as well, whether it's a video of me and my family, something from my personal life, me walking around New York me just weighing in on something that's really, you know, happening in pop culture. And I just want to weigh in really quick. You might get bonus audios, bonus videos. It's totally worth the three bucks a month. And you have access to every podcast I've done in the past two years. So just saying, link is in the show notes below or go to patreon.com slash Jen Kirkman and you can join. But I'm honestly afraid to give my opinion of the most recent mass shooting, which honestly I'm afraid by the time this airs, because I'm taping this a week in advance, that it won't be the most recent, but I'm talking about the one in Texas. And I think I'm going to pronounce the name of the town wrong. Uvalde, Uvalde. And the reason I'm afraid, and again, I try not to be afraid. I try to be someone who 
speaks their mind, who can stand firm in their convictions. I try not to be two-faced or hypocritical. And so in matters about, I don't know, certain rights, right? If we're talking about women's rights or human rights or whatever, racism, homophobia, I'm not afraid to say anything about anything. But the guns thing, I think people search the word. They'll somehow find this. And I'm afraid they're going to come after me and shoot me. I'm 100% afraid of people with guns. I feel blessed that I gave up doing the road two years ago and that I found a way to supplement that part of my income. That was always a third of my income. I have supplemented it with both of my podcasts, this one and Anxiety Bites. Hopefully I'll be able to keep doing that. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Because I would not want to be on the road right now. I just think... I'm not even saying they're coming for comedians inside of comedy clubs, although I used to always wonder, what if someone brought their gun and they just feel like shooting something? But, you know, there could be shooting at the airport or at the rental car place or just walking around the mall when you're bored on your, you know, afternoon off in Dallas or wherever. Oddly, my biggest fan base is in Texas. Not joking. I taped my first comedy special um, for Netflix in Austin in uh, 2013 or 2014 based on the fact that every time I had played Austin, my shows would sell out. My second biggest fan base, or even possibly bigger than Austin, is in Dallas. I, I never could explain that one, really. It was, and it's not even all kinds of people. I have a very age-wise and type of person-wise, very diverse fan base. Ethnicity-wise, it's pretty white, but... Um, you know, I've got people from their 20s up to their 60s that are fans of mine. Lots of men. Cis, straight men. Weirdly. And they, and they all say to me, I know I'm not your demo. I'm like, you actually are. I'm not trying to have you be my demo. Just weirdly. I don't know. Um, but women, you know, people of all genders and gay people, whatever. I have a mix of everybody. But yeah, oddly, Dallas is a big one for me. And, you know, I would do like five shows at a small club there and sell out every show and be able to come back every year. And people just, I don't know, coming out to see me. Houston, not as big a fan base as Dallas, but same thing every year, people coming out for me, this little theater I'd play there. And I love the crowds in Texas. I always found the crowds in Texas to be kind, enthusiastic, Go with the flow. I know that I had people of 
different political opinions in my audience because sometimes they would tell me, but they would tell me kindly. It would just sort of come up because I would, you know, be at my merchandise table. And, and I don't do political things in my act, but people, you know, follow me on Twitter and they know my likes and dislikes. And uh, they would say, well, you know, we don't have the same politics, but I just love you. Always had a great time in Texas. And always found Texas, to be honestly, more of a, in terms of the people, in terms of how many people I met and saw and just the vibe I got, it mostly seems like a blue state in terms of, I think there's more people voting not Republican in, in Texas as a whole. But I think it's a very gerrymandered state. I, I, I This part's boring. I'm not going to get into this. But my point is that I'm, I do get afraid of attracting gun-loving weirdos. Not gun lovers, but gun-loving weirdos. By sp speaking on this part that way more people are going to hear. But I really don't want to start this episode without talking about how I feel about just everything that, that I hate when people say everything that's going on. But I just said it. And again, this is probably going to be old news by next week because I know there's a lot of unanswered questions. The I'm looking at every headline right now, Fox News, AP, NPR, New York Times, Daily Beast. Everybody is talking about how the police are telling conflicting stories, conflicting their own stories. The police that were outside of the school that didn't go in, that weren't letting parents go in, that were tasing parents who were trying to run in. And that basically what it looks like is they didn't go in. They didn't charge after this guy. They, they didn't manage to get him when he was outside either. And that some of them went in and got their own kids. I don't really, that part's not that clear to me. But, you know, the good guy with the gun theory is just been, it's just constantly disproved. I mean, I don't have to have it disproved for me to know that it was bullshit the whole time. But, and listen, I would be terrified if someone was running up and I was responsible, someone was running up with an assault rifle. And I was supposed to stop them with my not assault rifle. I'd be terrified. But I'm assuming that police are trained to know how to shoot to kill. And that when you have a, a bunch of police officers and just one shooter, that there's a way to apprehend him. I mean, I don't know, shoot him in the back, use a fucking lasso and grab him. <laughs> I don't know, tackle him. And yet you're risking your life. But I literally thought that policemen and women knew that when they became officers. And I have to say, if you aren't willing to, then you probably shouldn't be one. See, that's why I'm not a police officer. It didn't, it's not like I wanted to be. And then someone said, well, you know, you're risking your life. And I went, oh no, oh no, I really want to be one, but I don't want to be one. It just didn't interest me, but 100%, 100%. If it did interest me to be a police officer, the thing that would keep me from doing it 
is I don't want to risk my life that way. It sounds really scary. Again, that's why you want me over here writing comedy. You don't want me out there protecting you because you know what? I'd probably run away. I'd like to think I wouldn't, but I don't know. So you got, you got to have a special kind of person to be a police officer. So although I empathize with them being afraid, I don't empathize, although I understand that they were afraid, they get no sympathy or empathy from me because they did nothing. And I have to wonder, is it because the kids weren't exclusively white? I don't know. I think it's just the fear, but I think it goes to show us that, first of all, anyone who would say, well, then the police need assault rifles and then the teachers need them. No, 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 no. It's like the same people that thought, well, then you know what we should do? We should not try to contain COVID. Everyone should just get it and we'll build herd immunity. No, you freaks. Because once you do that, once you don't contain of of a virus that's of, of a pandemic strength level, a contagion, it mutates. So mutating guns is not the answer either. Oh, well, to save people, everyone needs to have an assault rifle. Stop that. And I don't want kids to walk into a school looking at soldiers with assault rifles. I know in New York City, every once in a while, right after 9-11, even the Amtrak station, which normally was, you know, still pretty busy place, right? It's not Grand Central Station. It's um, the Amtrak station right near Madison Square Garden. But, you know, it's busy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. But it has a quaintness to it because it's a train station at the end of the day. And it was shocking to see Marines standing there with assault rifles just strapped around them. I mean, that's how you wear them. You, they're not uh, cute. You don't conceal them the way a cop does with his little, what looks like a pistol compared to these guys. It was unnerving. And I know they were there to keep us safe from terrorists, I guess. But I didn't like how it made me feel. So I can only, and I'm a grown adult. So I can only imagine how a child would feel. Just you just that just colors their soul that they're going to school, which is supposed to be this great place to express yourself. I mean, although it's school and you have to sit there and bells ring and you sit down and stand up and you got to get a hall pass to go pee. Lots of rules. It's not the ultimate freedom, but to be in a country where we can be educated publicly for free and to make friends and have recess. It's a joyful thing at the end of the day, just taking aside, you know, all the annoying things about school. I don't want them to have to see armed people 
outside the school to protect them. We know the only solution is no guns. That's like literally, it's just that simple. How do we get people to stop shooting people? They can't have a gun. And now there's more guns than people in America. And I'm actually starting to feel not anxious in a literal, oh, I'm nervous and my palms are sweating, but I feel dread and tension about going outside sometimes. And I would feel that, and I'm in New York City, I would feel that if I lived in a suburb too, maybe even more so. I just don't, everyone's got a fucking gun. And that's why I'm glad I'm not on the road because that's sometimes how I felt on the road, especially in places where there was open carry. I, I was grateful I never saw anyone doing it, but I would always worry I was about to. Even I just didn't even want to see it. And it's not fair because the Constitution, if you're going to be so uh, married to it, it guarantees the pursuit of happiness. I feel my pursuit of happiness has been significantly diminished by just knowing there are so many people out there just with assault rifles who love them so much. And I have to think that if, if the most staunchly don't take away my guns, I love assault rifles, I, I swear if one of those people had their kid killed, they still would not change their mind on guns. And that's really a sickness. Our country is very, very sick. And if you haven't traveled a lot, maybe you don't see this, but the places that don't have this kind of problem, the places that have banned guns like this and that don't have a big population of guns, I've spent a lot of time in. And I'm I'm not kidding. I didn't realize that I had such anxiety about guns until I spent a significant amount of time in Australia. I used to live there three months a year for a few years for this comedy festival. And one day I realized I don't feel tense because I'm not thinking about guns. And I didn't realize I ever was in the back of my mind thinking about it. It's not fair to those of us who don't want one. And I am so tired of being told by these guys who think they're these big, strong men. I'm a woman. I'm a target just by being a woman. And I've got a little thing that's whistle that makes noise. And I've got a little bit of a mace and a small taser, which again, I don't even want to use those things, but they're small enough to fit anywhere I want. And, you know, are they going to, are they going to work against an assault rifle? No, but I'm not carrying it for that reason. I'm carrying it for like rapists or someone that is following me. I can just hold up this thing and it might scare them off. My point is once it gets to someone coming after me with an assault rifle, I pretty much assume that that's my time. You know, um, I don't picture myself to be a cowboy that's suddenly going to grab my gun and we're going to have a, sh a good old fashioned shootout. That's just not the stupid reality that I live in. But my point is I don't want to carry a gun. And I don't actually believe that that makes me safe. I don't want one in my home. I just don't want, they don't interest me. And again, I don't believe they're the answer to gun violence. You just, how absurd is that? So we know what to do, but we won't because the politicians are owned by the NRA and the NRA just is never going to stop. It used to not be what it was. It is now just pushing guns on people. They pay off politicians. This is never going to change. And for me, it's like, I'm, I'm honestly so tired of hearing common sense gun legislation. I just want to start screaming, you know what, you fucking, you can't have that either. How about that? How about we just get, melt them all? Because you know what? 
responsible gun owners. I think you think you're responsible because you don't go on mass shooting sprees, but you're not a responsible gun owner because you didn't spend, if you love guns so much, you should have spent every minute of your fucking life in the past 10 years since the assault weapons ban was lifted or whenever it was lifted. You should have spent your whole goddamn life working with other responsible gun owners to make sure that there's sufficient background checks, waiting times, age limits, you know, ban on bump stocks. You should have made sure that the only way to own a gun was responsible. But you didn't. You didn't care. You only thought about, you only, you, you didn't really want safety measures taken, even though you believed in them, but you're afraid of that slippery slope. It's always the slippery slope argument with you people. So you just turned a blind eye to it and just kept talking about this notion of a, of a responsible gun owner. Well, a responsible gun owner is not just one who owns a gun and only uses it for shooting a turkey or, you know, and not going on a spree or just having it in case a burglar breaks in. Yes, you are being very responsible with your gun and I thank you, but you're not a responsible member of the community of gun owners because y'all just didn't do anything. And I feel like, you know what? It's like when, uh, I was going to give a bad example, so I won't, but you lost your privileges. I'm sorry. You could have, no, you could have done something, but you didn't hope you learned something. We're going to, we are actually going to take all the guns. So you don't want me as president. That's what I would say. And <laughs> I'd immediately be shot. But it's not so, I mean, it used to be charming to hear someone say they don't want guns. You know, it used to be like, oh, that person's kind of a peacenik. A well-regulated militia, do you know that it's not even in the Constitution that individuals should own a gun? A well-regulated militia is an armory of weapons for the people. Nobody gets to take them home, but they're there in case they need to rise up against the government. Not because they think Joe Biden stole the election either, by the way. Oh, God. We're going to continue this conversation and other topics, fun topics. I may talk about the Ricky Gervais special, Chriselle from Selling Sunset and her new love, and how scientists have told us the reason why they think aliens have not visited the planet. And we'll see whatever else I want to talk about. Only available to Patreon subscribers. Come on and join me over there. <laughs>